everyone, this is Dr. Surim Wandas, a co-founder and managing director of IFIRST International. Our mission is to professionalize the non-profit sector or any cause-based organization or enterprise such they are able to achieve their impact on the ground. To do that, we focus on the issues at the board and management level. I'm here today with Shak Koyok, who is, I regard him as a painter extraordinaire, but he calls himself as a contemporary artist. Welcome, Shak. It's always good to have our listeners hear it for themselves of who my guests are. So instead of me always introducing them, so I'd like to ask Shak a little bit about himself and maybe a little bit of his passion. So Shak, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Shak Koyo. I'm, I'm from Rhythm One Peoples of Selangor. Uh, uh, I've been uh, become artist since I was uh, 22. So um, now I think it's almost like 10 years, <laughs> 10 years ago. Uh, when I after I graduating my uh, fine art degree, I realized uh, there's not many indigenous artists in Malaysia, and it's quite challenging for me. And then after after I I joined so many uh, workshop programs, including uh, including um, um, involving the indigenous people in in Malaysia. That's why my activism started, and then I become a volunteer to so, so many organizations in, um, in promoting indigenous people. So I'm, I'm now as a full-time contemporary uh, artist. Um, my work can be found uh, as a painting, sculpture, installation, and many other things. Excellent. So welcome, Shark, to this program. Uh, so uh, just for our listeners' benefit, why are we here? This time round, I'm intrigued about this issue of someone of your stature, Shark, and where you came from and how you're able to reach such heights in life. Mm-hmm. Many times I hear people say that the indigenous people of Malaysia or, or, or what they, we are now referred to as Orang Asal are less fortunate and do not have the benefits like others. Knowing that you are someone from that community, from Slango, uh, this is my chance to get your perspective uh, about all the nonprofits uh, working in this area for the indigenous people. So let me start by asking you a first question. Yeah. Okay. As someone of your celebrity status now, but from humble beginnings, can you share with us if you have had any workings with the nonprofit community in Malaysia, either? benefiting from them or as a volunteer or someone who's just observing um i'm i'm not actually i don't like the word the word of working i usually just come up to do uh some uh observation or volunteering because i i I always want to set myself as an independent indigenous researcher or artist that i can uh be anywhere else i want and and anybody will um Feel free to have me as a, a part of your volunteer or researcher or, or, or monitoring their job. So, um, I've been I've been volunteer for JOS, the Jaringa Arasa Malaysia. I've been volunteering for COC. I've been volunteering to uh, even SPNS. Uh, I've been training with SPNS in Perak long time ago. Before now I'm now I just uh do a lot of things in in once you know if anybody ha- want to meet to present 
represent them in an in a conference, uh, I will be there because I I realized that not many indigenous people in Malaysia that can um be able to go to a conference that that that's, that's situated in in the city, and then so I put myself in the city, and also um not many indigenous people who can who can talk to the uh people that come from overseas. I find that uh. This this is need that we need to train the indigenous youth, indigenous people to be able to do that. And uh, so far now, I just I just be make myself free to in, anybody who want to know about indigenous people or who want to represent indigenous people. So this so I I like I like the way it is. And then uh, like you say about the the uh, the organization that. Uh, Doing something about indigenous people in, in Malaysia, right? One thing I I I I know that there's so many uh uh organization that uh usually they call it uh to happy indigenous people, but there's not many uh what's it called uh their work been published, their work been uh uh. Show in the in the media that everybody know what they're doing because so many uh, organizations end up uh, just d done their, their work and then nobody know what they done. Uh, I I've been one one of the project that uh, I found out uh, they did that and uh, I realized that there's something wrong that uh, somebody need to to look after these people and um, not um, because. This organization end up well exploiting indigenous people instead helping them. I think this is wrong. And then, I know, I know, I know. Probably they have some different uh, uh, reason for it, but but in the day they actually exploiting. So uh, I don't want to mention any of any organization, but I hope they be honest, be transparent what they done and. I hope their intention to help, not to exploiting, not for their benefit. And so that's very amazing uh, what you just shared, uh, Shark. Uh, a few things. One, you said about the fact that there are many uh, nonprofits trying to uh, provide help to the community, mm -hmm. indigenous people. But also, there, from your observation, you've noticed that some are going with the intention to help, but actually got an agenda to exploit. Uh, and but you also your third point about it. Not many people know about what's actually happening. Exactly. Okay. This this not this not like a like a a a, a news or a, a, a portal there for everybody to see what they done. You know, people just say uh, sometimes just maybe they go they take a picture and they come back. <laughs> you know, nobody know what what's what's behind what they done. You know. Okay, then well, that's interesting because my my next question is, knowing these issues now that you you are aware and you are quite familiar, what do you think should be done better to help the community, and uh, what do you consider some of the ways for them to consider and why? I think that's uh, set up an organization that's uh, uh observing to this lot of organization. I think there's a need for that because. I realized this, uh, in when when I went uh, to do my research in Australia and New Zealand, 
they do have somebody like that, who independent, uh, who want to make sure this organization work well and make sure they don't exploiting indigenous people. So I think there's a need to do that. And uh, uh, so I realize there's so many indigenous people in Malaysia are very gentle and very not outspoken and very uh, conserved, very uh, preserved their, their self. So uh, I think uh, in that way, easy for a lot of people uh, exploiting them. So I think it's, there's a need that uh, uh, we, we need somebody that uh, monitor what this organization is doing, you know. And so that, again, that makes it very interesting, especially when you've had that exposure outside Malaysia. You've seen other countries have an independent uh, body that follows or mm. checks on what mm. is being done to these people. In Malaysia, we don't have that. No, we don't. And so that, that is one suggestion, that, and I guess that's very important, especially when you when you mention about the the lovely behaviors and the how and the culture of the community mm. that is very open and warm yeah. and yeah. you know very conservative yeah. and shy. Mm. Okay. What do you think is something that you think should stop? Uh, you may have already heard or seen, as you said earlier about you being an observer. What the nonprofits are doing, and you think that this should stop, should, you should not happen again. Mm. And why do you think so? And why do you think also is a waste of time? You know, uh, do you think the nonprofits are really helping the community? And what's your what's your views on that? Uh, one thing I think they should stop is by um bringing uh non-indigenous people to talk in a conference or any any uh big uh event in the, in the city that's showing to international people by bringing non non indigenous people in the in the conference or any any representative for them actually giving the bad uh, reputation of uh, indigenous people also the knowledge itself is based on their opinion it's not the knowledge of indigenous people because we, we believe, and we actually believe that uh, the knowledge by, by second person will be become is is observation is experience. It's not a real knowledge. It's not the original knowledge. That's another thing. The second one is will will make uh will make uh indigenous people separate from the from the uh mainstream uh mainstream people. Because we end up like a subject of our research, <laughs> become a subject of uh, experiment or for some reason, uh, use it to advance their career. I think th you need to stop that. I, I have so many, I heard so many complaints from the community itself. I had so many people have bad experience. They even, cause most of them, they afraid to tell these people what they think. They often go to indigenous people. We, we just chat. And then, it's like I said, we very shy to talk to different people. We we very open to our indigenous people ourselves. So I can hear from, from these people. It's, they realize that it's not many representative from them. So like, like uh, one uh, one presentation like we never told him that 
this is not our, you know, custom. What this is not our culture. This is not anything. So this all, I think, I think the intention of researcher is good, but the interpretation on the presentation is misleading to what they know because sometimes uh, the language barrier will create some misunderstanding, misconception. You know, so there's so many things they need to stop, like bringing so-called professor or something to talk about indigenous people. I mean, why do why don't you bring the indigenous people itself to talk? If they cannot speak English, uh, 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 provide a translator, like 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 all um, Amazon leader done that when they. Uh, talk in a UN conference. They have the uh, translator to translate. Why don't do that? When do we do that? I think it's good to to have their own language to be spoken to the international people and make it really genuine, make it really true to the what they believe in. And I I I I I'm hearing you here, and I think it's very powerful what you just said about the fact that. Some, if something has to stop, what is happening now is that we 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 always get somebody else speaking on behalf of that. And behalf. I never knew this. Uh, I always thought they were, but what you're telling is that doesn't happen. I know, no, no, exactly. There's so many <laughs> art talk or even indigenous talk or in, in there are always somebody else talking okay. and then some uh, somebody different different people even from. Of overseas from international talking about indigenous people. I mean, <laughs> okay, and also the you also mentioned about you know the beauty about the language and why can't they come and speak and get a translator like you have seen in among the Amazon leaders. You mm. know? I think those are very powerful statements you've just made and uh, something that uh, our listeners should uh, understand. And and uh, those nonprofits who are doing this work uh, or those people who are rep trying to represent the community should. Uh, consider very seriously. So, mm. thanks for bringing that up. So, Shak, if you you've just shared some very important points on 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 this, um, what do you think should continue? What do you think is you know what you're happy with? Well, uh, um, doing the workshop with the indigenous people, the organization that provide the workshop to indigenous people should continue. Like, um. One one uh one organization like SPNS now uh JK JKKOSM, where they're running a, a very important workshop to anybody, any indigenous village villages. I think that's we need a more we need to invest more to them because they're actually uh indigenous run organization that and they're doing a good job. They're doing a good job by. Uh, giving a uh, providing a hope that they can be uh almost almost uh giving a lot of uh, uh teaching about uh, to be uh, independent to be uh, respected um even um making them know what they are right and making know how to speak or how train them what to what to do what to say and how to protect their language how to protect their land, how to protect their heritage. And that's really important. I think that's the core of the, our, our belief in indigenous people. We believe our land, 
our heritage, our language are very sacred. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, Shak. Uh, so, Shak, I, I just want to say also for the benefit of our listeners that uh, you had recently won the Marika Award. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's certainly an honor, uh, you know, and also I'm very happy. I'm looking right in front of our listeners uh, at your paintings. It's, uh, it's just totally amazing. Should people want to contact you, how should they go about it? Um, they can go to my blog. Uh, you can type my name, Shak Koyo. It's H-A-Q-K-O-Y-O-K. And you can Google me. <laughs> easy. Very easy. So there we are. Just Google uh, Shark Koyok and you'll find him. Thank you for sharing uh, with us your insights and what really matters on the ground, Shark. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This is Dr. Suri Monda signing off with a message to our listeners to share this audio interview with others who would benefit from this knowledge. You can check us out on www.ifirstinternational.com.